Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast was recorded in Brisbane, Australia, the land of the Turrible, Yagara, and Yagurable people. And we acknowledge all elders past, present, and emerging. Hello again, it's Matt Young from the Story Chunder Podcast. This recording is from our live event that we had on the 31st of August 2020 at Backdock Arts in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley. So if you're ever in Brisbane, come along and check out the live show, which then becomes the podcast. Uh, Our theme this week is Perspective is Everything. This was suggested by one of our storytellers, Lorna Bremner, last week. We thought we might get some sort of he said, she said sort of stories or some reflections back on times in our lives. And uh, of course, the storytellers did not disappoint. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our first storyteller is Yanni Tevo, who actually used to be my neighbor in Fiji. We lived on the same street, Batavia Road. And he is from the island of Ratuma in Fiji, and he had a story to tell about a significant animal from his island. Uh, so, my ceremony, Bolognaka, and hello everybody. Um, as a matter of saying, my name is Yanni Atevo. I'm from an island called Ratuma, which is like it's this tiny island which is like just slightly north of Fiji uh, and I'm also part of Rocco Pacifica which is just an arts collective where we really focus on reviving our culture and taking that kind of message across the world and trying to inspire youth to look through their identity and their heritage and find what's lost there. Uh, today I kind of just wanted to show, share a story about this bird that lives on our island called the Armia. So it's also scientifically called like a Rotuman Mizomela. Uh, it's this really tiny red and black bird, which although it's like really small, it's one of the most significant like creatures in our culture. Um, a lot of our chiefs and our elders, our strong men and our warriors, they adorn themselves with like these necklaces and these headdresses made from the feathers of this bird. And a lot of the strong men when we would compete, they would like often put the actual bird on their shoulder as a sign of their their prestige and to like sort of display their strength and to kind of like intimidate their opponent a little bit. Um, yeah, it's although it's this really tiny and can seem like an insignificant kind of creature, it's one of the most iconic and most important pieces of our culture and I think that's kind of what I try to tie into the whole thing of perspective is everything because although it seems small, it's huge for who we are as a people. And it's been it's been sort of the symbol of what we do in Rakhine Pacifica. Uh, it's 
embodied our vision, embodied everything that we are about, which is just reviving our culture and like trying to diversify our what we think, diversify our thinking and show us new paths of what we do now and bring it into kind of the modern society as it is now. Um, it's also helped us to really connect with a lot of other Pacific cultures. We, as we get to travel the world and share our stories and share our dances and share our music and share our art and share our fashion, we connect with all these other First Nations brothers and sisters who either know of Rotuma or have some people from their island that are from Rotuma or have heard names that come from Rotuma or even have names that come from Rotuma and it's really been this like key factor in connecting us with all of these other cultures whether it be with like similar songs or a lot of the words that we use are like very similar in nature it's kind of really opened our minds to everything that our island is about and like how connected the Pacific is and it um, I don't know how to say it, but more the salt water in, our, in all of our veins kind of connected us together and kind of drew this unspoken connection with each other. Another point that I kind of drew with this was like urging people to look beyond what is right there, look beyond what is right in front of me because you kind of you learn new things when you look further behind what's just presented to you, and the Pacific is evident of that. It's this kind of ring of fire of all of these people who are proud of who they are, who are proud of where they come from. But then you also have Pacific people who live all across the globe who have lost that part of them, and I think that's one of the thing, biggest things that Rocco is a part of is getting those people and interesting them in searching into the lost parts of their identity and finding out their heritage. And I think that's one thing that I really like really caught me with the theme of perspective is everything is we tend to take things for granted and I think always searching for that new perspective on things is what makes life interesting and what can really broaden your horizons and open your mind up. <laughs> What an absolute delight to have one of my neighbors from Fiji come join me in the show in Brisbane. Our next storyteller is Tammy Wells. She's no stranger to the story chunder. She is an actor and she's also a poet. Uh, this is a relatively new thing since COVID-19. She's been inspired by a lot of the themes that we've chosen for the story chunder and often in her writing practice tries to write a poem that's related to our theme, which she's done again this week with Perspective is Everything. Enjoy Tammy Wells. Okay, excellent. All right, so, um, yes, yeah, so I was on the, um, the Instagram live show three times, I believe, two stories and a poem I think I did on there. And I've been here lots of times, and this is actually my first time telling a story live here. And um, I actually wrote a poem um, instead, of, instead of coming up with a story. Um, just a bit of background about me and poetry. Never written a poem before in my life until COVID started. I've now written 20 poems. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know why. I I don't know why I didn't do it ever before. Um, I just one day uh, the first poem I wrote was quite um, emotional and sad, and I had been watching the news a lot um, and everything that was happening with COVID right at the beginning um, was just really upsetting me. And I was just sitting at the dining table and. I just had some thoughts and I wrote them down and when I looked down at them, a few of the lines rhymed with each other. And I thought, oh, okay, all right then. And so I just kept going and everything just started rhyming. Um, and pretty much at least once a week for quite a lot of weeks, whenever something would upset me or make me laugh or whatever, I'd just sit down and write a poem. And, Sometimes, sometimes I had to really think about it to make it rhyme, but a lot of the times just my brain was just making things rhyme. Um, and I guess that was maybe my way of coping with, with whatever was going on. So that's sort of my, my background in, in writing poetry. Um, when it's all over, I probably won't ever write another poem again. Um, but you never know. So anyway, um, so tonight's poem, um, obviously the theme was uh, is perspective is everything. Um, so I'll just call my poem Perspective, and I hope you enjoy it. Perspective is one of those really weird things. There is always, at least, two ways to look at something. If you look hard enough, you'll find even more. Soon, you'll do it automatically. It won't be a chore. Your outlook, your experience, your emotions change the way that you look at the world around you each day. Sometimes to see it differently, all you have to do is change your tone of voice or the word in the sentence you give emphasis to. Oh, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Yay, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I never said she stole my money. 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 When COVID first started, I would often say, I'm not working, so I have nothing to do all day. I went on job seeker payments. The process quite sucks. But really, it's not that much to do to get a few bucks. Now that auditions and being on set have started again, there's no pesky job to cramp my availability, my friend. I hope that my little poem has helped you to see that if you have a new perspective, it will help set you free. Thank you, Tammy, for another exciting poem. Uh, lots of fun. I always enjoy having Tammy Wells um, come to the Story Chunder. If you haven't come to our event, it's a really unique, sort of weird little thing here in Brisbane. <laughs> it's in this tiny little theater. And we get all sorts of different uh, people dropping in from very experienced to just trying something out, something new out. And speaking of very experienced, or maybe trying something new out, or a little bit of both, we have Jordan Malone. Uh, Jordan's a local music theater singer. She was just in the Broadway, well, the Australian tour of the Broadway musical, or the West End musical, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, yeah, and she had a very funny story about her time with the show where she had to play an Oompa Loompa. 
I found it hard to think of one story for this theme because I feel like I'm I'm quite good at um, perspective when I experience things. Like I always think of the other side of it or um, look back on things. It's like, oh, I've grown from that. That's why it happened. Like always think of it as a positive thing. So I could think of many things, but I thought I'd tell you a funny story. Um, and of course it's about performing. So um, I did Charlie, the Chocolate Factory, and part of that was being in Oompa Loompa. So what we had to wear was basically, um, <laughs> oh, I miss it so much. So we had to wear basically a black, complete bodysuit with like everything black, you can see our bodies. Um, and then orange eyebrows, like we had to paint them on every night and then a big orange wig. Um, and at the start it was like, oh my God, what are we doing? But then you just see everyone as Oompa all the time and you get used to it. Um, so, all of Act 2 I was in Oompa and this is my first professional show ever, so I took it very seriously and I had I had two solo lines in um, the second act as an Oompa So the first one goes, for love your tour is at an end, and it's when Augustus is dying, like getting sucked down the chocolate fountain, and then the second one is like later on in a random Oompa chorus number. Um, so I was really excited to get these solos, these like 10 second lines, um, and there was, and obviously in your first show, if you get sick, the first time calling off sick, you just don't want to. Like, it's 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 still a thing even if you are having an industry fair, just calling off sick is something you don't want to do. Like, you don't want to seem like you're letting everyone down, but obviously you don't want to give everyone the sickness. And um, so I was feeling a little tickle in my throat that week. I was like, what's going on? I didn't want to pull out. Um, and also the musical director for the show was someone, her name's Kelly Dickerson, she was, she's like this, the highest of the high MDs in Australia and um, it was so cool to work with her. Anyway, so I was feeling a little tickle in my throat. Um, <laughs> it just makes me laugh, this story. Um, and so what, we, what happens is, I'll add to that for you. So we come on on this like cart that comes onto stage, like we're all, li we're all lined up as on plumpers like on our knees, you just have these little bodies, puppet bodies, and we're going up and down like this, coming on the stage. Um, and then we're singing the song, it's like, what, how's it going? Um, the orchestra's blue song. Oh wait, oompa, loompa, doopity doo, you know, that classic oompa loompa song. And then um, it gets time to my solo, everything seems fine, and then I open my mouth, and I kid you not, like there's literally like 2,000 people in the audience, and this is what I sound like. For the love your tour is out and end. Like, it was probably worse than that. Like, it was so bad. Because phlegm just covered my, my cords and I had no control over it. And I remember the MD just being like, what the hell? Like, conducting. And everyone, everyone on stage, like, could not stop laughing. And we, we struggled to continue with the number. Like, there was still, like, two minutes left. And everyone was laughing, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get fired. I've cracked on this two second solo line, I'm gonna get fired. Um, and anyway, it was hilarious. Like, looking back, it was very funny, but in the moment, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Like, I was so sad. Um, and then I went to the MDR, and I was like, I just have to say, I'm so sorry about what happened. She's like, oh no, it's fine. Like, I hope you're okay, I've been feeling. And I was like, 
okay, so it's fine. You should have just called out sick because you were feeling sick. Like, anyway, that's my looking back on the perspective is that just call out sick if you're sick. Don't, don't push on um, because that will happen and then you just feel embarrassed. Um, and yeah, don't stuff up the Oompa Loompa number. That's the end of the story. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, I've had that experience myself as a singer where I should have called into the show and I did not. Now to finish off our podcast for today is Chris Martin. Chris is a comedian. He's an improviser with Big Fork uh, impro company here in Brisbane. He's a podcaster. Check out The Binge Minute. He's been a regular podcast guest on other comedians and storytellers podcasts. So he always knows what to do when it's time for him to get up in front of a microphone. And I love this story because I completely relate to it. And I imagine some of you may too. Yeah, so when Matt told me the the, uh, the theme of tonight was uh, perspective is everything. Uh, the first thing that came in my head was lying. For whatever reason, the word lying just flashed in my brain. And I thought about that for a little while. And I think maybe it's because when you tell a lie convincingly enough, the person who receives that lie will, like, you know, from their perspective, it will be the truth. Alright, so I was like, this is an interesting idea, so let's go down this rabbit hole. And I've been lying to myself for, for years, alright? So when I was, when I was born, I, I got a double whammy of ADD and dyslexia. Okay, so they're both, uh, they're both, I guess, um, learning difficulties. ADD is more of a, a bit hyperactive, um, and uh, dyslexia kind of affects ways you like perceive things and uh, a lot of the, like you know a lot of people think you know people with dyslexia are like a stupid or, or something like that that's not sure at all um, it's more to do with uh, how, how your brain uh, interprets the world right so my dyslexia how it presents itself is if I see something I've never seen before I will uh, make my own definition of that thing based off the history of what I've learned from my life, okay? So I'll bring two things together and be like, that's what that must mean, even if it's completely wrong, okay? So like, I guess two good examples, that would be uh, the word expat. We all know what expat is. So an expat is someone who uh, lives in a country that they weren't born in or they're not native to, yeah? I only found that out three weeks ago. My whole life, I thought an expat meant they were like some sort of uh, ex-vet in the army. You know what I mean? Uh, they're an ex-army person. Because to me, expat and vet kind of came together and similar. So it sounded to me, it sounded very military. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, an expat is just a military person. And I found this out with, I was talking to my friend, uh, another comedian called Dusty Rich about three weeks ago, and he's from South Africa, and he, he was talking about how he's an expat, and he's about my age, I'm like, oh, you're, you're ex-military? And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I went, yeah, and I had a little laugh, and then I Googled expat, I'm like, oh, shit. 
I was wrong. Uh, the other one, I think, uh, you obviously, when like Facebook came in and all that sort of stuff, like messaging, uh, you probably heard the term PM me. Yeah? Just PM me. Little innocent term there. It means personal message. I thought it meant message me after dark. That's what I thought it meant. Because my brain went AM, PM, that's my smart what it meant. So a lot of people were like, why haven't you messaged me yet? I'm like, it's not dark. They're like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so this is how my brain works. So let's go down this kind of rabbit hole of lying. So I want to talk about uh, a time where I nearly fell, and I kind of did actually, for one of the great lies, right? So this happened in 2017, and I had just bought a brand new laptop. Okay? It was a Dell, it was nice. I took it home, and within five minutes, I had fucked it. All right, I've never done this and quicker to a laptop. What I did is I opened it up, I went straight on the internet and I tried to download iTorrents because I wanted to like, download movies illegally, but I had no idea it didn't have like, like, uh, like protection. <laughs> so what I did is I also downloaded a major, major virus that just chewed through my computer within minutes. I had screwed this laptop up. And, uh, and as, like, as the, all, these, all these pages were opening up, like my laptop was so sick and it was working, I was like, I don't know what's happening. But suddenly this ad popped up, right? And it said, it was a very convincing looking ad. And it said, this is Microsoft. We've detected an issue with your computer. You have to ring this number right now. Generally, I'd be like, this is a scam, all right? But because my computer was actually sick and dying, my dyslexic brain went, no, this is legit. This is legit. So I rang that number, and of course, uh, you know, the general, general thing happened. A gentleman, I'm not, I can't remember his name, but he had an Indian accent. He, he answered the phone, and uh, let's just call him Tim. It was Tim, let's call him Tim from now on. And Tim was like, hi, uh, how can I help you? And I went, oh, you'll never, you'll never believe this. <laughs> but I was on my computer, and this ad popped up saying, it's from Mike, he's like, yeah, we're from, we're Microsoft. I'm like, oh, well, great. And they said, I have to ring you immediately. And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I ended my, my instinct, my instinct was like, this is a scam. But for whatever reason, my brain was like, not following through with it because there was enough evidence to suggest that this was true. And I, I actually asked him, I said, is this a scam? And he went, no. And that was enough for my brain to be like, all right, that's cool, great. And then he said, first things, first thing, you're gonna to need to give me access to your computer. And I went, absolutely, let's do this. Let's do this right now. So like a little box folder, like I put in the, like, you know, I said yes, and then he was in, he had control of my computer, right? And he went down, he pressed a button, and all this weird uh, gibberish kind of shot up, and he said, that's your problem right there. And I was like, oh no, oh no, that's terrible. But then he opened up another box, he said, put your card details in, right? He said, I need you to put your card details in this box before we proceed. I was like, how much is this going to cost me? He's like, oh, it's pretty sick. Probably about $500. I'm like, oh, all right. And then I said, why would I get it fixed with you? Why can't I just take my laptop to a computer man and get him to fix it? And then he said the greatest line in the history of humans. He said, 
because what we're dealing with here is not a computer virus. It's an internet virus. The virus is in your internet. Taking your computer to a computer man won't fix the internet virus. And I was like, holy shit. This is, this is serious. Oh my god, I'm like, an internet virus? He's like, uh-huh. Which is really weird, because right at the same time, I was on my, my, my girlfriend's laptop on my internet, and there was nothing going wrong with it. And for some reason, my brain didn't make the connection, all right? But I was like, oh shit, here are my internet details. And uh, no, my, my car details. So I put my car details in the box. The whole time, in the background, I'm like, this is a scam. This has to be a scam. But I'm still doing it for some reason. I put all my card numbers, everything in this box. And I found out uh, recently from a friend that what they do is they actually put malware. So they install like spyware on your computer. Uh, because just giving you the card numbers doesn't really do anything because they need to like, you know, they have to buy things for that to work. They can't physically take cash out of you. But um, they, they, when you go on the internet, they can actually see it from there because they, there's like some sort of spy stuff. Yeah, that's, what, that's how good I am at the internet. Spy stuff. There's spy stuff there. So then what he said is like, it's going to take a few hours for me to fix it. Um, uh, and I was like, okay. And then I said, listen, this is really awkward. I was still talking to this guy on the phone. I'm like, this is really awkward. You have control over my computer right now. He's like, uh-huh. And I said, I have to see a friend at a stand-up gig. Do you mind if I just leave you doing your thing while I just go out and meet my mate? And he was like, absolutely. That's 100% fine. I was like, great. It works out. And I hung up the phone. I said, well, I'll end the call now. You do what you have to do on the laptop. And I will go and see my friend and just let you do things. So I hung up and, <laughs> and while I was, I got dressed. What I got dressed, my bathroom was there. I probably walked, he was probably looking at me through the, <laughs> I probably walked naked from my thing to get a bathroom, come back out. The whole time I'm like, this is gonna be a scam. Like I bet he's gonna do something sus. So what I did is I walked out my door to leave and then I kind of crawled back into my room looking at the laptop. <laughs> really solid. I, heard, I saw the mouse moving and then stopped and I just know that we had this moment where we looked at, where we looked at each other through the camera and then I was just like, let's just go see my mate. And I was like, have a good one. I rang at the computer and I left. And I got, I got to the gig. It was at a Stones Corner Hotel. And uh, I was talking to my friend and then my girlfriend turned up. And uh, I was like, oh, you never believe the afternoon I had. She was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, God, I bought the computer, fucked it in two seconds, right? But lucky, luckily, Microsoft ad popped up, and, um, and this man is fixing my laptop as we speak at home, and she went, what is that number? And uh, before, right before I finished that, I got a phone call. I got a phone call from this man. My laptop was so sick that it actually booted it off my server, all right? And he was like, um, listen, you need to give me, you need to go home and give me access to my computer. And I'm like, dude, this is my password, baby. And I gave him my, my laptop password over the phone. But my saving grace was my computer was literally that sick that he couldn't access anything, right? And my girlfriend Googled the number that I had like, been dialing and she said, this is a scam immediately. And I just went, oh, I knew it. I knew it! And I went home and like luckily enough my computer had blue screen to death so nothing was happening. 
And, uh, and I rang her, I looked at my bank account, no, no money had been taken. He'd had my card details for six hours and no one had bought anything. So I canceled that, that account. So I got away with it. You know what? So I, I, I got lied to and I believed the lie, but I feel like some, something in the universe helped me that day. And um, I guess, I guess the, the take home message is uh, perspective. Take home message for perspective is uh, follow your gut instinct. If you think that something is off, Nine times out of ten, something is off, and you should uh, remove yourself from that situation. Uh, my name is Nicholas Martin. Thank you very much. Which brings us to the end of another episode of the Story Chunder podcast. I hope you've enjoyed. Follow us on all of our social medias at the Story Chunder. We have a YouTube channel if you want to see what our storytellers look like. You can check out thestorychunder.com. You can make a donation to our Patreon or just put some money into our PayPal. Uh, and just continue enjoying listening to these stories and telling your own stories. Because as we always say at the Story Chunder, this is an ancient practice that has been told for many, that has been practiced for many, 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 many years before we came along onto, um, onto this land. So we encourage you just tell your stories, share your stories, whether they're humorous, heartfelt, or embarrassing. And we can all just enjoy each other's uncomfortableness and be one big happy human family. All right. Thanks. It's been Matt Young for The Story Chunder. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.